Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Listen In Podcast. It is episode 131, Jake. 131 episodes in the books. We have a packed show for you today. We are going to be discussing some Kanye West news. Are we getting a new release? Only time will tell. That's right. I So... Do we want to dive in with these news items here? Yeah, first? yeah. Let's 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 so, talk about the the music news that we have. He Jake. teased a, a potential new album with a tweet, and it looked like it was like a picture of um, an iMessage that said, "Right." Um, it had like a photo of the album cover, which looks like Yeezus, except it has purple tape instead mm-hmm. of the orange tape, and it said Yandi nine twenty nine eighteen. So. I, it sounds seems like it's like a either like a sequel or like a companion album to Jesus where he's like melding his name in with some great um <laughs> I have so many thoughts about this figurehead. First of all, the name Yandi, if that's supposed to be just ye, like Yeezy Gandhi, that's ten out of ten funny. That's funnier than Jesus. It's it's it like because, like, Yeezus actually works because it's, like, yay. Yeah, Yandi Y-E. doesn't. Yandi's just you put a Y in front of Gandhi. And, and you, didn't, you didn't even do yay. Right. And right. the thing is, with Yeezus, even then you did ye instead of yay. Right. But it's, like, with this, you did totally different Yandi. So, um, this could be a follow-up to Yeezus. It could not be. It could be something totally different. Um... It could be really cool. Could be awesome. I love Yeezus, as, as listeners of this podcast know, as you know, Jake. I, I am a big Yeezus guy. Mm-hmm. Fantastic I, album. I, I have to say, though, when I saw this news, rather than being excited, I got a little worried. I was like, oh, you're coming off arguably your worst ever album. You're coming off of a year of weird tweets and uh, some trash songs that you've put out like outside of album releases did you listen to that one he had with uh uh little pump little pump i did not i've, I've seen the gif everywhere yeah, and the and memes i didn't think that was great so now it already feels like yay to me has f- like faded in the consciousness a little yeah. bit like that that album i didn't think it was as bad as you thought but and i I, I think it's worse now than i did even then right i know i it, it's one of those ones that I, like I haven't gone back to it. No. But honestly, I, I still do. I should revisit it too. I really I, like Kids See Ghosts. I, I would still, I still Kid, listen to that. Kids See Ghosts and the Pusha T album are both incredible. Yeah. yeah. I love both yeah. those albums. I, I think that Ye is okay. And that it like is, we talked all about it on that episode, but like, yeah, I think it's his worst record. And so this news with Yandi, Jake, does yeah. this excite you or, or do you have any trepidation here? Yeah, I, it excites me just to, for the sheer fact that the idea of getting any new Kanye West is pretty cool, and I, like I'll always be excited to for what he could put out. That being said, like two big misses in one year would be a lot. I that that's my worry. It's like, dude, take your. How about you take your time? I, I will be disappointed if this is another twenty minute like kind of tossed off semi album. album. Yeah, what, what if, I'll be bummed. What if this is like the album? What if Ye was more like an EP type of thing and then this is like an I'd hour be, really thought through? I, I'd be much more well, an hour it's, I just 45 like, whatever you want. I just feel like Kanye right now in year of our lord 2018 in year of our Jesus 2018. <laughs> yeah. It's just I I don't have the confidence in him to put out a classic or near classic like 
I did in years past. Well, I mean, because it was an automatic thing with Kanye. Even if it wasn't his best, you're yeah. like, that's still an album that's really going to matter. And it's going to shift rap music or hip-hop or music in general. And Ye was the first time he really didn't up, up the ante or raise the bar in any way. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I think then what it becomes is like a shift in expectations then. Like yeah. if, if you I think there's a way in which you can still be excited for a Kanye release in a in a different way. Uh because after a while like it it does feel like he's moved to a new phase. Like it, yeah. it does feel like he's not going to really be the guy who does that anymore. Right. And, and in fairness, man, how many times can any one person do that? That's true. He already kind of surpassed any expectation for doing that to begin with i think frankly as much as i i like this album and i think it is it is great and it's his last truly really great album i think even life of pablo like yeah you can make the argument like oh it's a living album you yeah. can change the track list i don't think that's really changed that much no i i, I in, um... in truth like at the time the most charitable take and i think both of us used it was oh like it's a living, breathing thing. You can edit it, and you can like change it through time. It'll never be the same thing. It's like, well, he changed it once, mm-hmm. and no one else has fucking done that really since. Yeah, I, I. It's not a thing. That's actually. I don't think that is what I point to with Pablo for being what kind of. But like for the big innovation it made. Yeah, that's true. Because what I, other I, innovation? I think Pablo's was there? a little a little more subtle in that Kanye took the trend of just collaborations in hip-hop that he had already done previously but put it to an even bigger level and started doing shorter songs started doing songs that didn't adhere to just like verse and in chorus or hook it was kind of like two minute like vignettes with you know he might not even be on a song or you know I, i think he did he introduced a lot of the trends that are hot right now with Pablo. I that might be it, being charitable with that album, but still, I think I think it is worth bringing up. My point is that with if you go from Yeezus back, it's much much easier to point to what the mm-hmm, thing was. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, with Yeezus, he's doing like this is the super tight album of these like gr- industrial. Yeezus it, still sounds like the future in like intense yes. metal machine music, yeah. but rap. Yeah, Twisted Fantasy is like this is a magnum opus. Mm-hmm. He's going forward as hard as you possibly can as a rapper and as a producer and and as you continue so on, on so back forth, yeah. it's like i mean graduation is one where like maybe you could argue he does it, i don't know that like he took a as a, as an album and as a sound if that's one that like defined how rap ha- i guess i well, have a harder I, time I think saying it kind of did i think it really broke rap like that as being a pop commodity you know yeah. that album was massive that had so many singles and yeah. i think that was one of the things that helped shift rap into being like the thing that people that's gravitate towards yeah and what true. it could be on, on in popular music so um the one thing jake that i do think we can point to as a beacon of hope here is that rick rubin said back when he was helping kanye on yeezus um that he had material enough for two albums oh. during those sessions rubin said how about you make this a tighter more focused record for Yeezus save those songs for something else maybe it could be a part two but don't worry about those right now because it was really coming down to the wire and Kanye brought in Rick Rubin to like get it done so if these are songs left over from that those sessions and he's like adding to them and finishing them I'm all for that I 
I gotta be honest, that makes it less interesting for me. If it's like five years removed, yeah. songs from the Yeezus sessions that got cut. Well, that doesn't move the it's needle. Not, for it's me not that, that much. they got cut. It, it, it's not like oh, these aren't good enough. It's like I think those were literal just sketches of songs. Oh, that he didn't like. He didn't complete any of. They weren't like this song's not good enough to be on Yeezus. It was we haven't finished like nearly enough. Maybe we just have a beat, or maybe we just have like a little hook no. or a sample. And we have nothing else for it. Yeah. So I think if it's building off of like those crumbs, I think that's really cool. That would be cool. If it's more of these like joke songs that he's been putting out recently, I I'm not excited for that. Yeah, neither am I. And like honestly, with the little pump thing, I, like I've seen it memed a billion different times, and I feel like that's enough almost. That's I, like I, what, like I don't even yeah, need to hear the song exactly. You don't because it's it. Sounds like a meme. I mean, I heard the I'm a sick fuck. I like that, a quick That's fuck. the whole song. That's the whole fucking song. I heard that dude. part. Yeah, that's it. And that's I was like, song. oh, that is an annoying line. Yep. That's the worst version of Kanye. Yep. I'm not interested. That's the eating Asian pussy, like. Oh, and sweet and sour sauce. But that line is basically that entire song. Yeah, that my least, like, there's one line on every Kanye album where I'm like, yep, there it is. My, like, least favorite, yep. like, sh- like sort of over-the-top, not-that-interesting yep. line. Yep, exactly. But, but I don't know, man. Like, overall, if this really comes out September 29th, it's like, what the fuck else am I doing well, in yeah, 10 sure. days? Well, yeah, sure. I'd be here man. for it. Yeah, I'd definitely of course. I'm going to listen to it. Of course. <laughs> I, I'd be excited. You know what else I'm going to listen to, Jake? Is this new Lana Del Rey album. So, Lana Del Rey just announced a new album um, called Norman Fucking Rockwell. Oh, what did I say about that beep button? We gotta get the beep button that, ready to edit this out. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, yeah. So that is a flex already. Calling it Norman Fucking Rockwell. Like this is gonna be like a classic, iconic, iconic. Americana. And honestly, the two singles I've heard: the first one, Mariner's Apartment Complex, and this new one, this ten-minute opus called Venice Bitch really good yeah both of these are good and you know why jake you know why i think lana has elevated her game here jack antonoff producing that dude has the uh the mightiest touch yes he does for pop albums yes um i i actually have been really impressed with that guy and like me too he did a lot with lord um and uh yeah he he definitely has his his fingers in a lot of different pies so to speak and like I, I thought so. It was the cover of this album, the picture of her sitting on that hill. I'm not sure like exactly. Her, yeah. Did you also see on uh, on Twitter? I saw a picture of her. I guess she's getting her pilot's license. <laughs> I think I heard that too. Did yeah, you see that? I did. It was I just did. like this normal picture of her with like a regular smile, like in the cockpit <laughs> of a plane. It was really funny. I thought like, um, and she's also like releasing a book of poetry. Lana Del Rey. Uh, I love her. I think she's beautiful. I think she's, like, very cool. She is very cool. Um, But she, like, it almost all feels like it's with a wink. Where it's, like... Yeah. I I don't know how to explain it, but, like, she's kind of in on the joke a bit. And um, her career could have gone, I think, a really different way. Remember the backlash after she was on SNL or some late night show or whatever? And people were like, oh, my God, she can't sing. That was almost a really like bad trajectory for her. She kind of like 
switched it up and has like massive massive songs not ones that are necessarily like played on top 40 radio but ones that some have though. some so i mean summertime sadness i guess that remix got like huge yeah um but like that song from great gatsby like young and beautiful that's like 300 million plays on spotify yeah her cover of um once upon a dream from the from the sleeping beauty soundtrack yep. that was in a disney movie like lana del rey She's definitely carved out like her a place in music, and like she's not for everyone. But right. I, I like her, and like I really like her voice. I like the way she delivers stuff, and she, you know, she delivers a, a mood consistently, definitely. a couple different types yep. of, of of things that she sort of does well. And now, can that mood wear thin sometimes? Yes, but I think why I'm so excited for this this new album is if you have someone like Jack Antonoff who can be like, all right, we're gonna add this interesting sound here or we're going to do this thing or this interesting bit of production like dude on this 10 minute song there's like wild sounds happening on the back half it's really? like really really cool there's like these like psychedelic guitars and like she's got a nice little melody going on this song like i i'm pretty excited i think this is going to be good that definitely doesn't surprise me man the the, the melody because i i've always thought that um lana's Ear for melody and for hooks yep. is impeccable. Yes, like she, absolutely. She writes some tight songs. But I, my only hope, and seeing that a song is ten minutes is not a great indicator of this, is that this album could be a little tighter. I know, a little tighter. Uh, well, just so it's more listenable as a whole. I know. Not that that's how you have to take Lana Del Rey in. Right. I like listening to whole albums. I would love to do that. I, it's I, been tough yeah, with the been. all of them being like fifty-five to a, the, a buck five. Yeah, especially when it's like this. All these mid-tempo songs, right? And you it's know? like, and, and on two, three listens, it's hard to tell. Like, okay, which of these are like I, I know. above the rest? I know, I know, it's tough. I, I, I do have a feeling that this album you will you'll be able to discern quality. Um, I'm looking forward more to so it. than some of the others. So, yeah, yeah that, those are the two big uh, news pieces here, Jake. Let's dive into our hot thoughts segment here for some new albums that came out last week. We have. Um, Two big ones, I think, and then a couple other yep. uh, kind of more slight ones. So the first one, No Name uh, with Room 25, got a Best New Music on Pitchfork. Yeah. Uh, getting a lot of positive buzz, a lot of critical acclaim. Um, this Jake, you, you, I think, are more in on No Name than I am. Give, give, give some background to the listeners so, on No Name. So uh, No Name, I think, is a Chicago rapper. I think you're correct. I think, yeah, I think um, it's Chicago. She... Hit it pretty big. I'm, I'm looking up the name of the album. Her first album was pretty big in like underground rap circles. It was called. Was it just a tape or was telephone? It telephone. That's um, right. That's right. This came out in 2016 um, and made a big impression on me. It had. Yeah, you really liked that one. Really did, and it's like it, it's sort of in the vein of 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 rap that I like by by guys like Milo and and rap, yeah. like rappers like that where it has this kind of like spoken word almost. It, well, it's it's very on the poetic side of yeah. rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is sort of a weird thing to say, but it's, it's like, like common in the Microsoft commercials, except not as good. <laughs> Way better. <laughs> and like, Telephone made a big impression on me um, because it was, you know, like. I don't listen to a ton of rap to begin with, so that it could come across as mis uninformed or whatever. But like, I haven't listened to a lot of female rappers, like just personally. And this struck me as someone like with a, a interesting singular voice of her own, with an interesting perspective, who had an ear for sort of artistic, interesting sounding beats. Yeah, a little more on the jazzy, a yes, little more on the kind of laid back yep. side. 
with a cool flow and, and, and really interesting poetic lyrics. And mm-hmm. so Telephone made a big impression. Now with this, with Room 25, it feels like she's made, you know, it's like it's it's the things music critics like. It's a self-assured, yep. big step for a, a follow-up. Um, and I've listened a couple times and I'm really liking it. Um, my listens have been distracted elsewhere by other albums that we'll get to in a second. But um, this one... Uh, has I've listened to it a handful of times and it, and it is really cool and it's like it's more of that you know jazzy production and, and she's definitely I think taken a step up and there's there's a few moments on here that show like real confidence I think as yeah. a rapper. So I listened to Telephone in 2016 and I, I liked it. I didn't fall in love with it like you did. It hooked me. It really did hook you. It didn't quite with me. I went into this one being moderately excited. I was like, okay, it's got some good buzz. Um, I, I am of two minds on this, Jake. One, I liked it and like it more than I thought I would. I think there's okay. a few songs on here where I'm like, damn, like this song's great. In particular, uh, the song Regal and Ace, the one that has Saba on it. Okay. I really like both those songs. Um, it's I, I, I think to your point, though, there's been some other albums that have captured my attention this past week. And again, to your point, uh, I don't, listen rap's not like my go-to i like a lot of it it's not i'm not an expert in it um and in particular different styles of rap like this that's a little more artistic a little more spoken word a little more poetic um it takes longer to really hook me i do think if i stick with this album it will carve out a nice little place um, I think it's going to end up being a nice fall listen. Yeah, it, it ha- it's I, short too. It's an easy listen. Her last album, if I remember, I was just looking at it on Spotify. I think that came out in August, so around okay, the same yeah. time. And I think it it did fit for me nicely in the sort of end of summer, early yeah. fall type of vibe. Yeah. So overall, my thoughts on this are like it's it's good. It's yeah. really good. I I have not been able to emotionally connect yet because that has happened with some other albums recently, and it's gotten a little bit lost in the shuffle overall it has for me too and i still i think i have my best listens ahead of me i yes that's and a great way i think the it, yeah. big story for no name is that like she's this i think she's a cool interesting figure in rap who's really blown yeah. up yeah. in like in, 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 in she's a like an artist i think worth rooting for in a way because i think she represents like a really artistic um approach to mm-hmm. music whether it's rap or whatever but just in general um, and so I think she's a compelling figure who I'm, I've, I've been rooting for since that album. So yep. uh, yeah, I, I'm, I, can't, I can't wait to dive more into Room 25. Cool. Uh, so the other big one that we have that both of us have been listening to, Jake, is the new Low album, Double Negative. Yeah, uh, slowcore uh, 90s stalwarts. Is that what their like, genre is? Slowcore? Is that yeah, what I they're think, described as? I think they're like in this sort of like, I think that's what some people call them. Okay. It's like slowcore or like they're they're mixed in with shoegaze bands like yeah. um like um I forgot their name last week Suvlaki's the album by them <laughs> oh uh Jesus Why, Christ slow dive slow dive yeah um, <laughs> and we actually talked about this at the end of the last episode we did we did because I had listened you to listened. it at that's that point right. that's right so I've continued to like it I think this album is an incredible vibe it, it, it is, is it is a vibe it's dark, a mood sparse um sort of like. You know, it's a reaction to Trump. I think it's a reaction to where the country is right now. It's, as a result, like, it's it's bleak sounding. Yeah, you're not going to go in and listen to this album and get any, like, emotional uplift from yeah. it. There's no big hooks for you to latch on to. This is very much like, 
a mood. Like it's I said. it's it's on the ambient side of yeah, what rock definitely. can do definitely. and of what like this style of music does. But if you're in the mood for that, it really scratches that itch. Like I was doing some work today where I really needed to like yep. buckle down and I put this on and it was nice to kind of not have to listen super close to it, but still have it like be an enjoyable listen. For me, for some reason, always trying to work it out is one that that hits me. Also, I, I roam always in the dark, and honestly, like it's I still have listened to this a bunch of times and don't know all the track oh, names yet. Yeah, man, I, I'm because it does right kind of bleed together, and I it think does. that actually speaks to what works about it. This isn't me. necessarily one where like you're gonna pick out a track to be like, oh, I'm gonna listen to this. It kind of needs to be taken as as a whole yeah and it, i i just think it's it's pretty cool that they made this album i mean they're they're an older band like i think they they really right. got their start in the 90s um and yeah i i mean i've been really much more excited by this album than i ever would have anticipated yeah. like i didn't know yeah. anything about low going in really except for like i said last time that that christmas song like the covers they do right. of, of Christmas songs, which right. I, were on some pitchfork list. So yeah, it's it's definitely worth checking out. Cool. Oh yeah, it's it's been really good. Um, couple other quick releases of note here: new Aphex Twin EP, Collapse. Stiff Smile Like I'm Aphex Twin. Uh, <laughs> more on Frank Ocean later. Yeah, uh, sit tight. We got the Collapse EP. I listened to this for the first time today. It's good. It's what you would kind of expect. It's Aphex Twin. Aphex Twin. Yeah. It's like it's, it, you if you have listened to Aphex Twin. Like, I couldn't even really put it into words exactly how to describe it, but if you... But when you hear it, you know. When you hear it, like, it actually is, to his credit, how noticeable his sound is in this space in music. It's true, yeah. When you hear an Aphex Twin song, you're like, oh yeah, like, that, yeah. that's one of his hallmarks. There's, he does these little things, these glitchy little production moves that are just very yep. him. Yep. Um, and, like, I'm, I'm down for it. Like It's I, good, yeah. I've only listened a couple times, but... Between low and this, it's like a couple good sort yeah. of just background listening definitely, albums. Definitely, definitely. And then the other one that we have that's gotten a little bit of buzz is this new album from The Dirty Nil called Master Volume. Um, so they had put out a couple albums before this, uh, and I had actually listened to I think their last one or the one before it called Higher Power. Um, and this one I think takes kind of a step here. So if you've listened to The Dirty Nil at all, um, you know they're kind of just like you know. On the pop punk ish side, a little bit heavier. This album, um, Master Volume, actually reminded me a little bit of Japan Droids. Okay. Uh, kind of that bigger sound. The like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great way to put it. Um, I've only listened a couple times again because there's been so much other stuff out that I've wanted to listen to. But if you're in the market for an album like that, I would recommend checking out Master Volume. I still need to check that good. one out. I haven't listened yet. Uh, Jake, so I mentioned Frank Ocean before. Uh, I wanted to do a larger discussion about him because, in my opinion, he is one of the most talented and important artists we have going right now. And that has always been something that I, I think, as a podcast, we've always maintained, is that Frank is, you know, in the upper echelon of artists making music right now. Yeah. But it, it took until this past week where I really did a deep dive into the rest of his discography to be like, oh, like, not only is he one of the most important, he's a fucking genius and writes amazing songs. And just the sounds this guy is able to create are unbelievable. Um, so I, I just wanted to bring up that... so. His entire catalog uh, is 
a bit more prolific than it would seem at first glance. So if you pop onto his Spotify or Apple Music, you're just going to see Channel Orange and Blonde, which are two amazing albums. But on top of that, he has lots of other music out there that just isn't, you know, officially released. So he has the Nostalgia Ultra mixtape. Um, he's got a B-Sides collection out. He's got the Blonded EP, which is the collection of singles that he put out last year on his Blonded radio show. So if you do a little bit of digging, you'll realize like, oh, Frank is like pretty prolific and has had his hands in a lot of stuff. And he's had some really interesting guest appearances on tracks as well. So I just wanted to, to kind of talk about, you know, what his place is and kind of do a deeper dive on what some of your favorite Frank songs are. Because I don't think we've ever actually done a ranking of no. of what our favorite songs by him are. Well, the thing is, is, is Frank Ocean, um, to use a word I've thrown around a lot, he's like, he like you said, he's a through line, I think, of the, of the podcast. Like, we always, yep. he's been one of the most esteemed artists for us, uh, like, since we've done the podcast, but unfortunately he releases new music infrequently enough where we don't get to talk about him all that right. much. Um, uh, Frank, for me, and like, I have not listened to Nostalgia Ultra, like, to be honest. I've listened to all the singles. I've listened to, obviously, Blonde a billion times. Mm-hmm. I've listened to Endless a billion times. I've listened to Channel Orange so much. Like, the, Frank Ocean is so important to me as a musician yes. and just as, like... So, like his music means so much to me as something to have on in the background mm-hmm. to actively listen mm-hmm. to, to you know for uh, when I'm getting together with friends everyone, and everyone seems to like him if you put on Frank Ocean no one's gonna be like oh I don't like this everyone's like hell yeah Frank he, and he can do so many different things well yes. like he can write a tight pop song and that's where he got to start was writing music right. I think for pop singers um, he can create like this art house pop mix that takes influence from so many different places but it's very much its own thing i think that's what he accomplished with blonde Mm -hmm. um he can do like an ambient sort of experimental album like with endless like yeah just mood and vibe and it's so effective yes and like over the last several years i have personally realized that i think frank ocean is my favorite current like of, of artists Right now, making music of all of them. If you told me this artist mentioned artist name here is dropping an album tomorrow, the one I'd get most excited for is Frank Ocean. Yeah, I think you might be right, and and part of that is because of how sparingly he releases. Um, but the quality is of those releases is off the fucking charts, and it's not predictable what you're gonna. No, get. no, he's always he's pushing boundaries, and it, it's unbelievable. So, getting back to that conversation about you know, his prolific catalog. Uh, I wanted to mention that unreleased B-Sides collection. I think this came out in 2012 or 13. This seems to be just a collection of like more straightforward R&B songs. It's kind of like if you took more of the vibe from Nostalgia Ultra and Channel Orange, it's more of those types of songs. Maybe not as memorable, um, but it's interesting to kind of see what, he has turned into like yeah. when you look at blonde or the blonded ep or endless especially and you compare that to some of his earlier stuff he's come a long way in a short amount of time not to say that like that earlier stuff doesn't have value because it definitely does and we'll get into that with our top 10 list but it's just amazing to see the evolution of the sounds that this guy's creating well he's such a fascinating dude and like he seems so 
I mean, there's definitely an allure to just his style in general and the way he presents himself. Mm-hmm. He's secretive and he like yeah, elusive. Is, yeah, and he's like he, he kind of comes across as like a recluse or something who he doesn't really tour. He right. barely does live performances at all. Like, and you just every now and then he has this blonded radio thing. Yeah. He's very into like artistic statements. Like he put when Blonde came out, he they did those like street corner vendor the pop-up things. shops, and he had like the Boys Don't Cry like magazines or whatever. Right, yeah. dude. And it's like and and you can't like you can't buy Blonde on vinyl. You can, but it's like it just costs a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, you, you can buy one of those copies. Right, exactly. that's why it's so expensive. Exactly. You can't go to the store and no. buy just like a, a, no. No. a no. run of you the mill. You can't pop on Amazon and be like, oh. Amazon Prime two day shipping blonde for twenty five bucks. You can't do it because I've I've tried many times. Oh yes, yeah, man, and he, and just the way he blends genres and, and sounds and tones, uh, it, it's amazing. So yeah, do you do you want to do our lists? What do you want to? Yeah, let's do our top ten lists, Jake. Um, I'll, let me run through mine starting at number ten here, I, and I had a few honorable mentions, um, and, and and those ones were rushes, rushes two lost. Forrest Gump, Ivy Solo Provider. I could just keep going and going on yeah. honorable mentions. That's how many good songs this guy has. Any That's one of those, if they are in your top ten, like you know, you can't argue it. And in both of our top tens, they're they're similar, but they're also very different in yeah. a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So my first number ten is White Ferrari from Blonde. I think this is one that could be higher on a lot of people's lists. Yeah. I love this song. It's just like there's so many. Other ones I just love more ahead of it. My favorite moment on this is the back half of this song where he's just doing like the little like it's so yeah like that little melody yeah devastatingly beautiful. It is. He sounds like Justin Vernon yeah part and like I think a lot of people thought it was him right yeah came out yeah number nine I have slide on me but the the one that's featuring Young Thug, like kind of the remix. So this came out on Blonded Radio last year. It was one of the last singles he released. I already loved Slide On Me from Endless. This takes the same framework of that song, but Young Thug now has his own like verse using that same melody at the beginning. It just, it works really, really well because I think the one knock on Slide On Me from Endless was like, it's a little slight. It's a little too much of just a sketch. This blows it out to be a more like fully formed song. Yeah. It really, really works. I fucking love that song. Nice. Uh, number eight, Novocaine from Nostalgia Ultra. This was actually the first Frank Ocean song that I ever listened to or heard um, and has always been one that I go back to. That that That's, I think, the highlight, like bar none from Nostalgia Ultra. I've always heard people talk about Swim Good. Is that Swim Good is, is probably the second best song on there. Yeah, th- those are the, probably the two best. Um, and then there's some interesting like sample work on there, like Strawberry Swing uh, samples a Coldplay song. Oh, okay. Nature Feels samples Electric Feel, which is oh, really cool. Interesting. So like, yeah, Nostalgia Ultra I think is more interesting than it is like a cohesive whole. Sure. Um, but sense. Novocaine is excellent. My next two, number seven, I have Thinking About You, and number six, I have Pyramid. So these two are my favorites from Channel Orange. Mm-hmm. Um, those are always the ones that I'll go back to just individually. And I think those are probably two of the ones that work best just on their own, sure. outside of Channel Orange. Um, so the top five here, Jake, th- three of these are blonded singles yeah. from last year from right. 2017 
Uh, at number four, I have, or no, sorry, number five, I have Biking. This is the one with Tyler Creator and Jay-Z. There's the solo version out there too. Which is great. But I think having Tyler and Jay-Z on here, they're both doing really cool stuff. Tyler sounds great on this song. Tyler sounds as good as like I've ever heard him. His yeah. verse is excellent. Jay-Z is kind of just like riffing in the beginning. Goes around, yeah. goes around. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's doing cool like riffs. It's kind of like he's working out what his verse is gonna be. And it's like what they use. But it's what him. they use, and I fucking love that. And then um there's lots of cool like little Frank isms is what I'll call it in yeah, biking. Yeah. Like um there's this line where he goes like the first wedding I've been at in my twenties or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's always that's like a cool little line. One that's always stuck out to me. This is on my list too. Is when he um when he does when he's like I'm going uphill and it's burning my quads. I'm going downhill and my what does he say? My bike sound like a fishing rod yes, or something. Yeah. Or it sounds like a fishing rod. Yeah. <sighs> like I like I that's such a funny like specific yeah. line. It's so. Uh, I think biking has some of my favorite just like one-off Frank lines in it. Uh, number four, I have Chanel. However, Jake, I have another remix here for you. It's the Aesop Rocky remix. It's the exact same song. Everything's the same. Aesop just adds in his like vibed out verse on the end. And there's this really cool moment where like basically the song as we know it, Chanel ends, but it slows way down. Yeah. And Frank's just like, he's like, Whatever, just like really, really slow, and then it goes into the Aesop Rocky verse. I think that adds a little something extra to it that I really, really like. So that comes in at number four. Number three, which is my favorite of all the Blonded singles, is Lens. Jake. This song's incredible. Lens, I, I, I uh, Lens is a vibe, and so um, also has some of my favorite Frank lyrics on it. Um, I don't even really know what to say, but we've talked about Lens a lot. We talked about all those Blonded singles. Matthew's got a Lens. Yeah, and like, I wonder what that, like, means. Does he mean, like, people are, like, taking pictures of that dude all the time when when he's out in public? Or all these guys have their eye on me. Yeah, yeah. And the way his voice sounds when it starts, um, wait, I, I gotta make, am I thinking of Provider? That's the thing is I'm starting to forget. Which is the one where he's like, you a natural blondie like Goku. And like, there's those lines. And he comes in. That's Provider. Provider. Okay. Because yeah. I, I do get like some R. of R. these. Stanley the little. Yeah, yeah. I get little vibes and right. little moments of each of these songs mixed up sometimes. Right. Like that happens to me with Chanel sometimes where he's like, uh, my pool heated like it's Underworld or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I always think that's in biking, but it's not. Right. Yeah. You know. Um, so my top two, Jake, both from Blonde. Mm. Number two, I have Self-Control beautiful beautiful song i know we'll be talking about that more on your list and then number one i have nights nights is two songs in one basically i love the pivot from like the more upbeat kind of like i i I think of it as this is the day version of this song yeah and then it switches on a dime and it goes to the night version of nights yeah where it's just him kind of like Every day fucks every night up. Like, and then just goes into like that whole thing. So Knights is my number one. And I didn't actually realize until I was looking to make this list. Knights is his most popular song on Spotify. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. yeah. I saw that too. And I I couldn't really believe that. Because yeah. it's it's like five and a half minutes long, yeah. I think. And it's like weird. It's two songs in one. And like it's And and neither of the songs are like that catchy right. in a way that you would think of it becomes catchy the more you listen exactly well that's that's the key with Frank is yeah. like the more you get into it 
but it has like hundreds of millions of plays. Yeah. Which is fascinating. Oh, yeah, Jake. For a song like this. My list. Let me, yeah, get, let me get your top 10, Jake. What were some of your honorable mentions? I'm going to run through them. I actually just ranked them just because I okay. had it in my, I just had the, I had so many that I just ranked them really quick. So I actually have 21. Ooh. I'll go through from 21 to 11 really fast. Okay. 21, Skyline 2 from um, uh, from Blonde. 20, Novocaine. 19, Bad Religion. 18, Pilot Jones. Two of my favorites from Channel Orange. Pilot Jones, Pilot Jones. Yeah. You're always smoking in the yes. house. Uh, 17, Slide on Me. 16, Forrest Gump. Uh, I think one of his most touching songs somehow. Yeah, I've always, I know. It's always like really hit me. I'm not even yeah. totally sure why. Right. Um, 15, I have Slide with Calvin Harris and Migos. Great, this was a, great song. A jam Yeah, um, that I think it, it doesn't totally fit the mold for Frank. No, it's not my favorite version of him, but it just shows like what he's able to do when put in different contexts. It's a pure pop song, which yes. he didn't wasn't doing when right. this song came out. Uh, 14, Rushes 2 from uh, Endless. 13, Provider. Provider's great and one that like actually had to grow in me. When this first came out, I was like, oh, okay. Not as good as the other ones. It's so great. But after a year, I'm like, oh, that's like right up there too. Dude, I honestly, a big time thing for me, uh, if I'm working, if whatever, like if I don't know what to listen to, I'll just quickly cue Provider, Lens, yes. Biking, Chanel. Yes, yes, I'll yes. I'll just cue those yep. four. And Provider is one that over time has really grown on me and it's become a big part of that. There's another coming up that I've added to that list. Uh, 12, Solo. Um, I think one of the bigger songs mm-hmm. from... Um, uh, Blonde, and I actually got to see um, Lord cover this song oh, in concert. Very cool. Which was cool. She's like, do people hear like... I'm doing like a British accent. <laughs> Frank Ocean. She's like, I love Frank Ocean. This is a song from his album. Yeah. And she's saying Solo. It's interesting because when Blonde came out, I think Solo and Ivy were like two of my favorites. And um, as time has gone by, Nights and Self-Control have taken over. And I think Ivy and Solo are two of the most immediate songs on there. Yeah. Nights and self-control lend itself to repeat listens and, you know, yeah. longer time spent with them. Um, number 11, I have Pyramids, uh, which is amazing. One of his most impressive songs in terms of its length and what it goes for. Mm-hmm. Huge hook, huge synth um, riff at the end. Mm. Number 10, I have a song that might surprise people, which is Moon River, which is a song. Very interesting it, pick. It's a cover. Um, this song has become one that Mary-Kate and I listen to all the mm. time. It is, Dude, it's like stunningly beautiful mm. how well he sings this song um and it's a cover which i think you have to take points away from that which is fair it's not totally his thing um but the way he sings this is like it's heartbreaking it's like dude frank has so much depth with his voice and he uses both his real singing voice in this and like his sort of um sort of synthed out uh, sample yeah. and pitch shifted, kind of like the Nikes um, yeah. sound. Yeah, yeah. And he, yeah, he did with that moon yeah. river, right? It's like that right. really high pitched yep. thing. Um, but there, there are moments in this where he, it, 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 it I don't know. It just really has solidified mm. itself as something I love listening to. Uh, number nine, Lost from. Jay this Lawrence. is a great pick. I'm really glad this got into your top ten because Lost, I think, is one of the catchiest songs. Yeah. Full stop. That he's made. It is. Um, I'm really happy that made it into your top. That 10. little riff, the dum 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 dum, bum 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 bum, yeah, bum 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 bum, yeah. is sick. It's and great. like, and that the hook, the lost hook, is yeah, Excellent awesome. Stuff. Um, it, it's like my favorite. 
the type of thing that Channel Orange does. Mm-hmm. Uh, at eight, I have Ivy. I think, like you said, one of the most straightforward, most purely catchy uh, songs from uh, from Blonde, and one that I think it took a few listens for me to realize was. I think I, I at first thought I liked Solo more. Yeah. Ivy took, yeah. took a few notches on Solo yes, for me yes, over same. time. Yeah. Uh, seven is where I put Lens. We talked about Lens yep. a great deal. Six, I put Biking. Those two have always been kind of part and parcel yes, for me. Yes, absolutely. But it used to be actually, interestingly enough, the opposite. I used to like Lens more. Yeah. I think it was because I used to, I kind of was sleeping on Biking a little bit. I always felt like Chanel and Lens. I was always like, oh, he hit it out of the park yes. with those. And then with biking, for some reason, something about it, I was like, ah, it doesn't really do it for me. It totally does it for me yes. now, and all for all the reasons you said, yep. like including Tyler and uh, and and Jay Z on that song. Um, number five, I have White Ferrari, uh, one of like my mm. absolute favorites on um, on Blonde, and the sort of use of the Beatles lyric, or really the Beatles melody oh, yeah. from here, there, and everywhere just fucking beautiful and like this is a great example of like frank taking things i don't give a shit about like cars because it's it's an obsession of his is frank ocean is like a huge car guy Mm. i personally don't give a shit about cars he but he makes it so interesting in this song like the way he weaves in lyrics and and just his moods I, i this is one that where he really hits on all cylinders for me uh number four i put nights um you know for all the reasons you said i like so you get so much bang for your buck with nights, and um, damn man, like I, th- I, I really, really fucking love Blonde. That album is so good. It's amazing. I honestly, it's like, amazing. I, it, it's one of my favorite albums of all time. Like already, and like more and more lately, just like around the house or like doing whatever. Like one time, Mary Mary Kate came back from the beach one day. We were tired and we like went to bed. And I was like, you want to just like put music on? So we just put Blonde on. Yeah. In the background. Yep. And like I kind of fell asleep to parts, woke up to parts. But it works so well for and like, whatever like, you I need I it to be. I was so pumped Absolutely. for the whole thing. Absolutely. Uh, number three, Thinking About You. This is the song um, that got me into Frank. I wasn't, um, for no for no reason other than I hadn't didn't hear about him, but I wasn't in on Nostalgia Ultra when it came out. I mm-hmm. didn't know anything about it. Um, thinking About You is not what it's called. It's called Thinking About You. Thinking About You. Um Incredible chorus, unbelievable vocal performance. Yeah. The height of the falsetto, unbelievable. Uh, in the chorus is so, it, like it was immediately striking from the moment I heard it, yeah. and I was like, "This is a dude who I'm gonna." Such a perfect. I mean, there's a little like intro track to Channel Orange, but for all intents and purposes, this is the first track on it. It's such a great intro to like this next era of Frank because I had listened to Nostalgia Ultra and I was like, "Okay, okay, there's some good stuff here." Channel Orange is coming. I was like, I'll check it out. I didn't. I wasn't ready for what Channel Orange was, and thinking about you was the thing that like introduced that. It is so catchy from the moment yeah. it starts. Yep. The a tornado flew yeah, around. Like, oh, we room. out here, Frank. We yeah. out here. Yeah, like that. Yep. Those lyrics are great and like really evocative and mm-hmm. interesting and mm-hmm. like melodically, verse and chorus. This whole song hits. Um, number two is where I put Chanel. Just the regular yes. one because I my guy pretty to like a girl, dude. Uh, and he got fight stories to tell. Yeah. See both sides like Chanel. Dude, like, I love how over time Frank has come into, he's just like, yep, like, I'm gay. Mm-hmm. I don't care. And I'm going to, like, like, dude, like, there's lyrics all over Blonde about that, all of the, all, like, on all these singles, like, and with Chanel, like, I don't know what he's quite getting at with the lyrical content of this song. It just feels like it's all him being, like, 
dude, like I, I, have, I have so many songs. I have so many ideas. I have like all these like bags. I have all this money. Yeah, man. Like, and also the 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 beat on this song is so incredible, oh. and it, just the vibe in general. Uh, and number one uh, for me is self control, and it it yeah. actually should go as like it, it. It's no small statement that I love all these other songs so much, and self control is my number one by like a good amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, this song is really, really, really important to me, and like the. Um, the ah, 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 no, you gotta leave, leave, leave. Yeah. Um, that whole part, crushing. Yeah. It's unbelievable, yeah. dude. And like the layered harmonies on oh. this are absolutely massive. Yeah. Um, it's one of my favorite things to listen to and to like sing along with. Yeah. Um, that's and, gonna be one of your like most listened to tracks over the last couple years, right? Has I would to say. Be. Yeah. Has to be. Yeah. And like I remember when I was first listening to blonde i went out for like a run and i was like you know it's very much a vibe album and there's like not a lot of hooks so initially i was like okay like it was on my second listen i was like what, what am i what's gonna hook me and i remember self-control coming on and i right after or is it right after skyline 2 i think it's after but, it uh, yeah either way those are sort of they're right there and they're both songs i really like and like when this part hit i was like oh damn dude like he is really on something here mm. and that was the hook i needed to like keep going back i was yes. like i want to get to that part again because yes. it's so interesting and so cool the track listing on blonde i think is pretty much perfect and i've listened to it so many times now that whenever i hear the end of self-control i'm ready for the the little for good guy to come in yeah and just he's a good guy yeah um and the, then at the end of nights i'm always ready for the solo reprise like yes. one minute uh eh. andre 3000 like i love that minute like i, I just let it keep going i'm like yes like i almost think of that as part of the song now i also have to say self-control um also has one of the most like heartbreaking lyrics he's ever put down uh, which is the um keep a place for me i'll sleep between y'all it's no thing yes absolutely fucking heart crushing yes. dude oh that, my God. it kills me every time and it's over the saddest yep. most sort of like just laid back guitars and it slowly fades into this falsetto lead into the i know you got to leave yeah dude I, this And song, it sounds huge oh my god it's massive it's, it just makes me want to listen to it. Hey, man, we're coming up on the end of the decade, and I'm so excited to rank Blonde yeah. like as high as fucking possible and just gush about it like yeah. again. Me too. You know? That's what this list has turned into for me because it, it's crazy because I didn't think off channel orange that i like could be more excited for some because I, I, I like this list actually, I, actually was, I expected a letdown i was like oh it can't be as good as channel orange when at first that was what some of the reception was yeah i remember yeah. like stephen hyden writing like he was like frank ocean has made like a really good album not another great one and i remember like over time i was like dude he's flat fucking wrong well i think that was even you and i were like yeah. not totally sold on in it honestly it's, time. it has only appreciated with time i like it more each day I I, feel I like, like it more than I did yesterday, and I liked it yesterday more, way more than I did when it first came out. That's the thing, man. Is like I've found I I don't know that an album has re any other album has ever aged better than than Blonde has. Ooh, maybe that's a discussion for next week. Jake is albums that have aged the best and yeah. albums that have aged the worst for us Just individually. That'll be our next discussion. Next in week. terms of like from the first time you listen to yep. it to the hundredth time you listen yes. to it. And maybe aging is like because I don't want it to get lost in a discussion of like, like oh this topic was brought up so it doesn't age well. No, I mean like yeah. does it appreciate with yes, time? Yes, with lit. Yes, exactly. And I think this album only does. Yes. Yeah, cool. Very very cool. 
Uh, so, listeners, let us know what some of your favorite Frank Ocean songs are. If you haven't heard any of those, I highly, highly recommend listening. Uh, Jake, let's round it out with a release radar. We got two this week. The first one, uh, probably the one I'm most excited for, Joyce Manor. New album called Million Dollars to Kill Me. Um, I think based off the singles, we can expect more of the same from Joyce Manor, which is always welcome in my book. Me too, man. Like, I always excited for a Joyce Manor like, record. It might not be to the quality of Never Hung Over Again, but, like, it's still going to be really good. Yeah. So it'll just be another entry in their yes. catalog. And, like, I, I think I mentioned on the our, like, our one July podcast yeah. how, or it might have been the August one, how excited I was just when I saw that they're back. They yeah. have a new album. It's going to be another collection of songs that, like, I can like get excited for and listen to on drives during autumn and like i can't wait for and that. uh we had the last one uh their last record well, cody cody that came out around this same time two years ago and i had a lot of fall memories with that record me too, too yeah so me too uh then the last one i have here jake is mutual benefit now this is uh an artist kind of in the folk sphere um very much in the fo- folk sphere i mm-hmm. should say uh i loved uh, the the record that Mutual Benefit put out in 2013 called Love's Crushing Diamond. I've always stood by that. The last one he put out wasn't as good, still fine. So I'm going to give this one a listen. It's called Thunder Follows the Light. Um, if it's anywhere close to Love's Crushing Diamond, I'm all here for it. So we'll see what that one sounds like. But that's all I have on my radar this week. Um, so next week, I would love to have that conversation about what has aged the best, what has aged the worst. Maybe we do a top five list for each. Yeah, that could be really interesting. Yeah. I, I would have to like really think about it. Yeah, we will. Let's, let's be thinking about it. I mean, we have time because we did it earlier this week. So That's true. Um, we'll get back next week cool. and, and discuss. So. That sounds good. All right, we will see you next week, listeners. Thanks, y'all. Bye. another week it is officially well it's actually not officially we got two more days of summer technically mm. um, but it's starting to feel like fall which for me um results in a marked uptick in my mood oh dude absolutely yes until like late sunday afternoon in fall and then i'm like oh there is only suffering <laughs> in the world because uh. i'm like it's like it, it's dark it's been dark since like five yeah you know what starts to be really tough is the is the light and it we're already starting to feel it now like we just played basketball yeah and it got dark shockingly fast yeah by winter dude it gets ridiculous it, it, it really does true depression sets in yeah winter is like a fucked up thing to do to mm-hmm. us if there, <laughs> if there if there is a god Winter's fucked, dude. Like, that's yeah. a messed up move. How, in God's name, in mm-hmm. his name, Sean, how, mm. how did, like, pioneers and explorers survive winter? I don't think they really did. That's the thing. Is they... Some like, had dude, to. Some like, had to and did. Dude, a lot just died. Whole, whole settlements folded under the weight of a New England winter. Imagine from... 
like late November until March. Yep. Every single day mm-hmm. and every single night, mm-hmm. you're too cold. <laughs> Dude, they made fires, you, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would that do it for you? No, be man. Because it would go out at night. It would go out and like, dude, I'm talking about... And you about, live in a fucking log cabin. You don't get to go... Yeah, if that. Yeah, dude. Maybe not. That'd be like that. the best case scenario. Right. You don't get to go to like a weather controlled indoor no. setting. No. no. Where you can warm up. Like, dude, I could wear this... In the winter. In my house. Shorts and a t-shirt, yeah. And like... Right, and be fine. Sleep fucking naked yeah. in the winter <laughs> if I want. That. They could No, It'd they would frostbitten. You would die immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. wouldn't last like 10 seconds. No, no, no. Um, so yeah, we're, at, we're fast approaching, but in the meantime, we get this nice reprieve from the heat and humidity, so that'll be good. Um, I'm catching up on Better Call Saul, Jake. Oh, I'm still too behind. It's good. It's, it's really, really good. I'm always impressed by what that show does, even though it's... Very different from Breaking Bad, but it's still a really good show. Um, that's my world. It is different. It like I I enjoy. It has a nice its own little rhythm, and yeah. it, and I, I think there were a couple episodes already in this season that were some of the better ones. Like oh, yeah. they've done, like the one where he had. This isn't really a spoiler. Where he like hired that dude to break into that person's business. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was pretty cool. Yep. That was like kind of a that was sort of a Breaking Bad ish vibe. The episode, um, this is the one I actually just watched yesterday. I'm also a couple behind, but uh, the beginning shows Jimmy calling the vacuum repair guy in his office and shredding documents and yes. like going on the run, basically like that. I want them to do more of that shit. Wasn't that... No, what I couldn't remember because it's been years since I watched it. Was that during the Breaking Bad run? That, that He was probably doing all of that while Walt was like also calling that guy. Right, because that was him in his like Walt era yeah, office. Yeah, like he was getting on the... Yeah, yeah. His like was, constitution on the he wall dude, so office. So over the top. It's hilarious. You know what? I think Mary-Kate and I were watching it the other night and... Stumbled on, I think, something that I think I've always known is true, but I've never said it out loud. Uh, I, as much as I love this show, I don't know that I buy Jimmy and Kim. Well, I think that's the point because uh, yeah, but well, I don't, like, in, I don't in, think there's much romantic chemistry of the, any kind. No, that's the whole point. Is that there are these people who have stumbled into this relationship and they really work better as just friends and the show goes out of its way to, to like awkward. to do to show that they're not compatible in that way. Yeah, I, I don't know man. Like I think that is a little charitable because I just think sometimes like I don't think those actors have that much chemistry sometimes, if I'm being honest. I I like on Honestly I, I really do think that's just the point. I, I do. I, I think it's supposed, especially this season, I, I think that's supposed to be a strained relationship. You don't think they were ever supposed to have had, like, I feel like you've got to set up something for a fall, though, right? Like in the first couple of seasons, I think they did have a good chemistry and back and forth. And they were always, like, oh, there's something here. And then you realize, you're like, oh, like, not really. They just seem like friends or coworkers. That's exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but, like, Kim's so focused on her career and, like, Jimmy's Jimmy. When they kiss, I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like weird and like unfeeling, you know? It's yeah. yeah. I think it's supposed to be keep just I would say keep an eye on Well, I've been that. keeping an eye on right, it. Right. We, right. But I would say in the context of not 
they're missing the mark, but more like they're actually nailing it and they're supposed to be like weird and like awkward and not have chemistry. Yeah. Now, this season for sure. For yeah. sure. That, I mean, that's fair. I don't know. I, I guess I thought... I figured they... I don't know. We'll see what they build up to. I yeah. figured they were building up to like some... Like, I think him losing Kim... I think is, Kim's gonna die at some point. Either like she'll die or she'll just be like, Well, fuck Jimmy, like I'm right. not sticking with him. Right. And I think that's supposed to be a big emotional moment in the show. And I don't uh you know, so there's a little detail at the beginning of that episode where he's shredding documents or whatever, yeah. and he's talking to his assistant and he's like, What do you do when the cops come? She says, I'll tell him to talk to my attorney. He gives her a business card uh, and looks at her and is like, tell them Jimmy sent you or whatever or yeah, like I wonder if tell, tell her tell her it's like it's from jimmy or something and it's like this little detail and it's like oh I, maybe that's kim he's like true and she's still out there somewhere you know yeah who so, knows where who, she's at who at knows that point. but interesting show very very interesting yeah um, i always like watching it yeah yeah i do too i'm i'm getting excited for basketball too but we're still a ways away well, about a month it's gonna be here before you know it yeah i'm, I'm excited though yeah i am too i am too um, it still feels a little early right now, but I know come October, I'll be very excited for it. Do you want to do a wins pool again? Yes. I, would I like really to, I do. Would, I would like to do that again. Although, for sure. I came in second last year, which means I'll come in fucking last this year. <laughs> I didn't do very well. I did okay. I was like, yeah, I was like in the you middle. You finished third. Out of like what? Five? Six? Six. Six. Um, yeah, I yeah. think that was, like it was six. Yeah. Four teams each. Cool. Uh, are you ready to dive in? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do it. Okay. Three, two, one.